Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Series 8 of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and this is Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy. Series 8, that's loads, isn't it? That is a lot, yeah. Just did a hiccup there, so that's your first bonus content of season eight. Shall I reveal how many series of Friends with Friends we intend for there to be? I mean, can you reveal it to because me? Because I, I have worked that out based right, on the number say. of episodes. Because uh, I don't know that necessarily, although is it in the spreadsheet that I never check? Is that? Uh, that? Yeah, I think it might be actually. Sh- yeah, shall I do the reveal? Sure. I mean, why not start the season with a huge drop of news? In total... If we do every episode of Friends, there will be 11 series of Friends with Friends. Okay. And we are on eight, as I've just mentioned. How many episodes in season 11 of Friends with Friends? Because I'm saying this there's there's only, uh, really, more than normal. Yeah, yeah, we have to, because otherwise series 12 will be like four fucking episodes. That's what I was going to say, yeah. a waste of everyone's time. Because there are famously only 10 episodes of Friends, therefore we've already probably fucked the maths, haven't we, by doing 11. That's because we never used to have a plan, Dave. um, No, we didn't even have a plur, did we? No, didn't even have a plur. Um, but yeah, there you go. There's a downer. The end is in sight, guys. But it's really quite far away, so it's okay. Fine, fine. All good. Um, okay, well, I mean, that is, I imagine, the positive news and also bleak outlook that everyone expected from the start of our new season. Mm. So do you want to talk about Friends, as is traditional? Do you know what I've just realised that, because we've not done this for a while, I haven't done? Uh, get the request up? Yeah. yeah. Completely forgot to do that. Um, why don't you fill the time while I find that aforementioned message okay, by me. um, telling me the most exciting thing to happen in the last six weeks? Oh, that is a lot, isn't it? The most exciting. And this is the problem, is that if I don't think of something exciting now, it's going to make my life seem very bleak that for six weeks... Nothing exciting. Oh, do you know what I did this week, actually? I can tell you this for free. Not for free. It's, well, unless you're on Patreon, I guess. But uh, this week, Pete, I went north to visit my parents. Found it. Right, let's do the request. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll enjoy this. You probably saw it on my internet as one of my close friends on Instagram. Privileged position that you're in. Uh, But uh, I saw Jason Donovan in the musical Joseph. Did you? He's having a, a real renaissance right now. Quite the week for JD, isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. on the day 
that Neighbours ended as well. Wow. So saw Jason in his, on, I'd say, one of his most emotional days, probably, dancing as a pharaoh Elvis. Joseph's a terrible, terrible show, by the way. Um, my, I might have told you this before, my nan accidentally set off her rape alarm during um, Close Every Door. Have I told you that before? No. She was in a theatre and went to get something out of a bag and accidentally set off her attack alarm. During Close Every Door from Joseph? Yeah, like the best point in it. That <laughs> it's the only bit that's off. quiet in the whole and show. And you know how shrill those like attack alarms are. Well, I mean, rightly so, you know, they're supposed yeah, to... Yeah, absolutely, that's the, very much the purpose of them. Um, and yeah, she, uh, she, she set us off. Oh God, that's so funny. What happened? Did they, re- like, I know actors are trained not to respond to like a phone going off, but... I think I- she walked out, like, because she didn't want to try and find it to turn it off. In oh, so it was in the bag still? She didn't have it to hand to turn it she off? She was looking for something in a bag and then like knocked it and oh my God. accidentally set off a paddock alarm. Oh, that is, that is too much. Nothing that exciting happened, frankly, in our rendition of Joseph. Hmm. Um, maybe I should go to the theatre with your nan next time. You can't, Dave, because she's dead. <laughs> Do you want to read the message? <laughs> Died many years ago. <laughs> oh god, this is awful. Yep, she is long gone. <laughs> Stop saying it. I need to try and read out loud. I mean, it's a very brief. It's a very brief message that you've uh, you've got to read. <sighs> Welcome Bye. back, guys. Welcome back. Myself. The one with Pete's dead nan. No, uh, don't call it that. <laughs> uh, oh, well, now this, this is a mysterious message, Pete, because it comes from Ellen. And the first thing Ellen says is, crikey, I forgot I sent you that message before with an embarrassed emoji. What was the message before? So she was asking us whether we'd done a certain episode and we had, uh, but she'd started her message with, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> um and then seemed to regret that when either you or I replied, what's up, motherfucker, back to her. Oh, uh, Ellen, absolutely. Never regret it. And I think. then nine months later, she requested another episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. She also, well, you're about to read this bit, but she does say in her message, hope to hear it before the end of the year. Uh, she sent that in July 2021. Oh. So she did not hear it before the end of the year. Joke's on you, Ellen. Sorry about that, mate. Your well, motherfucker. <laughs> This episode has taken more twists and turns in the first five minutes than mm. anything we've ever done. Uh, Ellen starts by saying, Crikey, forgot I sent you that message before. And then in individual messages, one word per message, she sends her request. The one new message with new message, Rachel's new message, phone, new message, number. It's Ace. Very funny. Hope to hear it before the end of the year. Didn't reference that already. Uh, and then she says, I mean, it shows Monica as a bit of a dick, but some great Rachel and Phoebe moments. Does it show Monica as a bit of a dick? Um, I presume she means in the sense that Chandler wanted to go and do something with his friend and Monica said, no, you got to hang out with me. But when you're in a long distance relationship and don't see your other half, your married other half, um, married other half, that's a strange way of putting it. Yeah. Husband, <laughs> husband uh, yeah. then there I think it. it's reasonable to want a bit of time with him. 
Yeah, I yeah, I think that's probably. I didn't basically. What I'm saying is, I didn't watch this episode and think, "God, Monica's a dick." And I do watch some episodes and think, "God, Monica's a dick." Yeah, I think that's one. fair. Actually, I didn't either, but I I can see what Ellen means. If if yeah. Anyway, look, let's crack on and do the main app, shall we? Season nine, episode nine. Ooh, it's a double niner. Uh, it's the Brooklyn Nine Nine of friend. It's friends nine nine. Uh, the one with Rachel's phone number one seven five two five nine. Pete. Wow, a lot of nines. Long well, nine. one of them. Well, one was a single nine. Almost all odd numbers in that production code, actually, which would have been more satisfying. Mm. Never mind. Uh, on a girl's night out with Phoebe, Rachel gives a guy her phone number, but instantly regrets it after realising she would need to move on from Ross. What? That doesn't make much sense, but I think we know what's going on. Joey thinks Monica is having an affair when Chandler claims he needs to work because he doesn't want to lie to Joey about wanting to spend time with Monica rather than going to a game with him. I'm not sure the person that's written the synopsis is sort of coherent and while Phoebe and Rachel are out Ross invites Mike to hang but as Mike doesn't want to talk about his divorce and Ross hasn't got any keyboards with him they realise they have little in common I mean that's all when you haven't got any keyboards (laughs) that's all factually correct but it's such a funny way of putting it Um, although to be fair why doesn't Ross have a keyboard with him because we know he has a keyboard and what? he usually has it uh, when it's, well, when he sees an opportunity to play it. Yeah, you'd have thought he'd have anticipated it and got the keyboard out and ready. Uh, yeah, fair point. Are we to, to believe he's actually ditched the keyboard fully? Hmm. Um, but anyway, well, again, we will come on to that. Although, frankly, what would he have done if he did have, like, if he'd had a keyboard in the flat, would Mike have just played it and serenaded Ross? Like, what was Mike ex- nice. When Mike says, well, do you have a keyboard here? What was he expecting the outcome of that interaction to be, you know? So should we start with Chandler sneaking around? Yeah. Okay. Right at the start of this, by the way, mm. um, Chandler doesn't even thank Joey for the courtside tickets. He just hangs up on him and then rings Monica. The etiquette of phone numbers on television is appalling, isn't it? He just says, I'll check with Monica, and then the phone's down. Yeah. There's, there's zero sort of social positive interaction is there at all there it's it's very poor very poor from Chandler but this happens a lot in sitcoms people just sort of don't say bye on the phone also um his assistant jo- Jolyn 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 she seems quite sweet and then he says create he'll think Joey describes her as a crazy assistant you're like that's just a woman who's enthusiastic about her cats leave her alone do you know what as a man with zero partners and a dog who regularly gets photos of his dog out in lieu of having anything sort of meaningful and fulfilling to show other people on their phone. Yeah, okay. F- I felt that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. But I felt very empathetic with Joe Lynn. I thought Chandler yeah. was an absolute dick. In, like, yeah. he's been all right. Meanie pants, isn't he? Justice for Joe Lynn. Joe, justice. She's just trying to show you things that are meaningful to you, Chandler. Just because you've accidentally got a wife against all the odds, despite your terrible sort of social skills... Doesn't mean everybody has, and that's nothing to be ashamed of, is it? By the way, big moment in this plot in that there is a locked door between the apartments. Very much central to this plot, but what an unusual friend's circumstance. Yes, and also they don't seize the opportunity which Monica has at her disposal. If her and Chandler had just kept quiet when Joey had tried to get in, one would presume they do lock the door when everyone else is out. You'd think you know? so, yeah. So just keep quiet, and he might just assume no one's in. It's a very farcical plot, this one, isn't it? Yes, there's a lot of sort of inconsistencies. 
in and you know i know it's a sitcom guys but you know this is what we're here for there's a lot of inconsistencies in what it is possible to hear through a door and what it's not possible to hear through a door do you know what i mean and also for a plot that's so centered on joey being a bit dim him clocking the suitcase inside the apartment and being like how did that get there before you yeah quite a good observation very good observation ah i remember not having had the first time i saw this episode you know i thought that isn't something i had noticed and i'm watching back knowing that's coming it looks insane when Chandler just wanders in to the apartment, having climbed down the fire escape. But from Joey's point of view, he just wanders in with not so much as a coat on. He's not even wearing. He's just wearing clothes like he's wandered to the post office or something. You know? Yeah. He's he's not dressed for international, not not international, domestic flights, is he? No, I know what you mean. He's got nothing with him. No case. No coat. No nothing. He's just basically. Yeah, it just looks like he's wandered home from Central Perk. So, yeah, the fact that Joey didn't notice that, but then noticed the case on his way out. Yeah, true. The other thing I'd say about this is, so Joey's being very suspicious, isn't he? He's immediately suspicious that Monica's having an affair, despite the fact that Monica and Chandler have never shown any um, indication that they're the sort of couple that would philander around or cheat on each other. But the friends are very quick to believe Monica and Chandler are both unfaithful because there's the whole plot line with Nancy the realtor later, you know, when they're looking for the house. That's and true. Rachel and Phoebe see Chandler getting in a car with a woman. And as with this episode, they're both immediately concluding that there's some sort of affair going on. And I don't think Monica and Chandler are very affairy people, are they? I do love the um, time difference confusion with Joey. How Chandler's just able to explain that away by being like, you're forgetting about the time difference. And Joey's, there's quite a long pause while Joey mulls that over and then he's convinced. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of, there are a lot of moments that uh, signify the journey of Joey's stupidity that we're on, on the way to Joey speaking French. But we're we're, we're really near the destination of peak Joey's stupidity in this episode, aren't we? And and this plot line... This plot line relies almost solely on him not being very bright, doesn't it? But also, intriguingly, um, a potentially quite violent side to Joey because he clubs what he thinks at the time (laughs) is a man under a duvet, uh, smashes them up with a large bat before realising it's pillows. Monica's arranged some pillows to look like a man. Her and Chandler are like, oh, funny. But yeah, Joey, Joey has a baseball bat. Joey beats the bat. shit out of what he thinks <laughs> is a human. Yeah, he's repeatedly battering it before he's even pulled the covers back to check that it's a man. But yeah, Joey just goes straight in and, and beats the crap out of the pillows. And to the point where he says, you might need some new pillows. That is some pretty high-end destruction, isn't it? Um. Anyway, so, I mean, this plot line sort of plays out thusly doesn't it because because chandler is uh, he's lying i do enjoy those little lines where he's like it's always better to lie than to have the complicated discussion like chandler is more worried about upsetting joey than he is really about upsetting monica um which at this stage in their relationship you you might question their priorities but chandler's more focused on just making sure joey is out of the picture here isn't he but isn't upset by the fact he wouldn't want to spend time with him yeah i can understand why that would bother him but you just sort of accept Wife wanted some time. Yeah. But then it turns out that the uh, game wasn't even on the same night. Yeah, and that is the issue, isn't it? That is the issue. Joey gets all upset. And and Monica actually eventually lets him go. So we could have just, as with them just pretending not to be in, we could have resolved this much, much earlier. It feels like that plot line is a bit of a just let's remember that Monica and Chandler are in a long-distance relationship. Because actually the episode opens with a shot of the skyline of Tulsa, doesn't it? Yes, that's true. Yeah, different city. 
Um, okay, well, I mean, should we do Rachel's Night Out and then do Ross and Mike? Sort of, it all ties in together, doesn't it? I think going out for drinks feels like something these friends don't do very much. Really odd, isn't it? And that is um, emphasised by the sort of vibe of the bar there, really, which... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there is no vibe, is there? It's it's very distinct lack of vibe. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there at all. But they've they've created this whole new set for them to go out for like cocktails in Manhattan, which yeah, like you say, they never do. Looks just it looks quite shit. Do you know what it looks like? It looks like the sofa and everything looks like Joey's living room in the doomed <laughs> spin-off Joey. It really does, doesn't it? It really does. Maybe they kept the furniture and just plonked it in there. Yeah, maybe Joey's LA sofa. Um, I'll tell you what's also weird, and this is probably just as Brits watching this, but have you ever, and I know this happens again a lot in TV we've watched, but have you ever sent drinks over to someone you fancy? Right. I would never do that. Out, largely out of the fear of whoever I sent them to being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I would never, I did, look, I'm, not an, I'm not of somebody who lacks confidence generally, No, but I don't have that level of confidence. I guess this is something for 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 the Americans amongst you, but like, is that the sort of thing where I guess we don't know what level of move that is? Do you know what I mean? Is it so regular that actually someone sending drinks over, it's absolutely plausible to just be like, "Thanks," and then nothing more needs to be said, or is that like really putting yourself out there? You know, it feels like to a Brit an incredibly bold move. I'd say that just sending drinks over to people you don't know and you do fancy, and are trying to initiate some sort of chat with why can't everyone just do it like we do pete and ha- hope for some awkward eye contact at some yeah. point across the night and it never comes and then you go home alone what is wrong with that do you know what though phoebe's joke well it's not even a joke she wants to send the mashed potatoes which is really funny <laughs> i would um maybe not mashed potatoes but if someone was like oh him over there he's sent you this bowl of chips i'd fucking love that well, it has the vibe of, and again, it's a very British reference, but it has the vibe of when the Weatherspoons app came out. Yes, yes, it is like that. <laughs> and you could send anyone anything from your phone to wherever You just wherever needed they the were. table number, didn't you? You just needed a table number in Weatherspoons. Didn't so, even need to be in the bar. No, 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 absolutely not. You could do it from your living room. So rather than everyone sending everyone drinks as a nice thing, people just started, you know, it'd be quite a thing on Twitter, I think, that people would be like, I'm at table 23 in the Bradford Weatherspoons, hoping for loads of free drinks, but they just why get loads. In the Bra- why, why? Why did you pick the Bradford Weatherspoons? Oh, I was just trying to think of somewhere regional, Pete. Right. Is, is there even a... You're levelling up, are you? <laughs> I just... I, I, I've never even been to the Bradford Weatherspoons. I presume there is one. But for comedy fit, I wouldn't... Order, or for my own amusement, rather. I wouldn't order anyone in that situation something they'd <laughs> actually want. I'd no. be like... Bowl of garden peas. Well, it was always peas, wasn't it? I think that was always the thing. People were sending them the cheapest and most sort of low-maintenance side dish. So people would just end up with loads of peas. What's a high-maintenance side dish, Dave? uh, Okay, you've caught me here. Low-maintenance wasn't the phrase I was was going for. No, no, no. Ask the question. What's a high-maintenance side dish? I'll tell you exactly what a high-maintenance side dish is, actually, Pete, because I was encountered with it the other day, and it's not... Very, it's, it's, I was in a steak place and you could get on the side of your steak half a lobster. What? And I was briefly tempted before I remembered the amount of maintenance you have to do to eat lobster. You need the clippers, you need the crackers. You basically have to sort of shell a fifth, a thing alive. You know, it's, it's. 
there's so much faff to get to the lobster meat that I decided against it for that that reason. So there you go, Pete. A high maintenance side, half a lobster. Do you know what I ate when I was on my most recent holiday and I'd never eaten it before? Octopus. Mm. Have you ever had octopus? Do you know what I have? And I had it a long time ago when I was very young. And what I had was octopus carpaccio because I didn't know what carpaccio was at the time. Are you aware of what carpaccio I, is? Because I only is it soup? No, carpaccio. Oh. What am I thinking of? Gazpacho. Gazpacho. What's that? <laughs> is that soup? Uh, gazpacho is a cold sort of tomatoey soup. Yeah, right, right. Uh, carpaccio is basically thinly sliced raw meat. Oh no. So I ordered ob- raw octopus, octopus. Right when I was like, oh, that'd be nice to have like a nice change when i was on holiday with i think my first girlfriend in italy or something and then i just got a big plate of thinly sliced raw octopus and Awful. i was absolutely devastated mate. i see the dish that i ordered was um prepared like calamari but there was another oh, it was a seafood restaurant and the um table next to us ordered uh, a different octopus dish. Oh, oh, why did i say that weird octopus oh, doesn't it octopus, octopus. they uh, ordered a different octopus dish, which came in, it was literally just a whole octopus on a fucking plate. And I was like, I can't even look at that. That is disgusting. And they had to do all the octopus admin, I presume, Had right? to do octopus admin. High maintenance. Mm, wasn't even a side dish, it was a main. No. But absolutely right. High maintenance food. Nobody likes high maintenance food. Uh, and from there, Peter, let's move. Oh, no, I was going to say, let's move on. We absolutely, we've not done anything yet, have we? We've not covered this topic at all properly. The phone number, Faf. Yes, Rachel and Phoebe's night out. Yes. So, no. So, to sum up, yes, I really, that's actually one of my favourite lines. Oh, yeah, let's send the mashed potato. Really enjoyed that. You know um, how um, Bill and his mate mm-hmm. say, oh, we're on our way to a couple of parties. Like, that is not a circumstance that real people are in. Unless I right. just don't get invited to multiple parties. But who is just like lining up different parties all in one night? Exactly. This is another. It's not New Year's Eve. No, this is just another of the things that I feel like nobody ever says in real life. But maybe the sort of American going out, drinking, partying culture is different in in that sense. Maybe that is a normal thing humans say. But to me, that really felt like a weird thing for anyone to say. Do you know what? I think maybe it was a line to like try and impress Rachel and Phoebe and be like, oh, um, we're going to multiple parties tonight. When in oh, reality, like we've, got, we've got loads of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in reality, they were both separately. I don't know, going home to watch match of the day and have a wank. Like really <laughs> underwhelming evening plans. I mean, as far as re- realistic nights out in New York go, I don't think going home and match of the day is 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 up there at all. Oh, you left the wank in though. <laughs> <laughs> which is a sentence which is a sentence I've not said before uh, who's going to get that tattooed oh, honestly I don't know I can't even think what we would give as a prize for someone saying you left the wanking as a tattoo leave the wanking um, guys leave the wanking um, but yeah no again it's it's in completely implausible sentence for British people on a night out to say I would say because I'd say at best if you had plans after that bar what you would say is oh, we're off to this party. Do you fancy coming coming along with us now? Like, why split the social interaction up? You know, why be like, we're going somewhere else. Well, why also, don't you come in a bit? It's Rachel's home number that's given, right? Oh, so they, well, the they expect why, yeah. Rachel to go home for a bit and then go back out 
to meet yeah. them wherever they are. No, absolute madness all around. Why would you give your? I mean, why would you give your home number in the first place? Because your ex boyfriend with, with with whom you have a child lives there and is currently there. That would definitely cross your mind when giving the the number out, wouldn't it? But also, yeah, why would you give it out when the intention of the whole night is? we're going to meet up again later. So mm. you're already out. And like you say, unless you're going home for a match of the day break, as it were, then... Um, Is that why- what you call it? <laughs> uh, why, why would you give a home phone number at any point? Especially because they can't even claim, oh, no one has cell phones at this time. A, is 2003, and B... The rest of this specific plot line relies on Phoebe and Mike both having cell phones and calling each other on them. Yeah, true. Nonsense. Nonsense all around. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. As soon as I heard the Ross and Mike storyline being teed up, I actually lolled because... Despite this being horribly awkward, it is very, very funny, isn't it? It is. And I mean, the brilliant thing, and I think it's a bit of a testament to not just David Schwimmer, but Paul Rudd, who I think this is a great example of it being no surprise that Mike as a character just fitted in so well because Paul Rudd is just so good. But one of the scenes, the awkward scenes of the Met, there are literally no lines in it. It's literally all physical. Yeah, it's really well. It's really well done to carry that whole plot line, and and this is one of Paul Rudd's earlier appearances, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think that dynamic between him and Ross is. I mean, like, frankly, Ross is terrible at small talk. Right? He's pre-planned with Rachel the two topics that he feels that he can bring up, which are divorce and keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them go nowhere, and he has nothing else to add. Like, he doesn't even start with. How's your day been? What you been up to today? You've got the whole gamut of how did you meet Phoebe? How's it going with Phoebe? You know, there's loads of things you can talk about. Yet he just goes for, I hear you play the keyboard. That goes nowhere. And then he goes, I hear you also have been divorced. And then when that goes nowhere, Ross runs out. But in fairness to Ross, Mike's not giving anything back either. He's not. Like, I couldn't work out. 
I, I mean, I know it's because it's funny is the answer to this, but I couldn't work out why it's so awkward between them because you like they're not they're not unsociable people. They're both like yeah, got they're both capable of chat, right? Yeah. Um, I do think it's quite sweet that Ross invited him over, though. He's making an effort, isn't he? Fair play. Well, that's it. But I think if you'd have made that effort, you'd have planned something. Like, he's planned to order pizza. That's fine. But you'd have planned something. There must be a, a film they could watch or a TV show they could just put on in the background or a, a sports game or so, anything. Match of the day. Just, yeah. <laughs> I do and- think it's so well directed as well, though, because there's one bit where the scene starts and it's just Mike blowing across the bottle top, yeah, um, which just really adds an atmosphere to that scene straight away it's really good yeah no it's really brilliant it is really the whole that they play it so well but mike so when ross says you play keyboards mike says have you got a keyboard here and ross says no and then they that's it mike come on both of you try hmm. you know how long have you been playing the piano what do you do where do you play oh i'll come down one night mike could have been like oh what sort of keyboards did you play in college are you in a band you know there's loads of stuff you can ask yeah they're both they're both not trying to a level that doesn't like you say it doesn't chime with their sort of chatty personas does I it? also really like uh Mike asking you like the beer like mate it's Foster's you can close it's Foster's it's not some like independent quirky beer that you can have some really good <laughs> chat about it's yeah. one of the most commercial brands in the world <laughs> and also Ross's actually it's a lager is is one of the worst this is the most pretentious like don't say it. Why say it? Actually, it's a lager. Awful yeah. thing to say, although it does provide them with at least a, an element of conversation for later I love on, the yeah? callback to that conversation as well with, hey, you mean lager. Oh, yeah. yeah, good times. <laughs> good <That's> times. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I had a realisation during this, and it might be something that a lot of people, especially women, have been screaming at this podcast for the last two or three minutes. But do you know what I thought and wondered when sort of watching this going, why are none of the guys asking questions or trying to initiate interesting conversation about the other. Is this what it's like for all women going on dates with terrible men where they just Yeah, don't, you're probably right. Where they don't Having to do all the hard work. Right? Yeah. Because you hear Tay, a lot of my female friends have these stories of just like, often it's actually more that men talk a lot about themselves and don't ask questions and don't listen. Not but, being asked questions on dates is something that bothers me. Oh, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. But I feel like that's quite stereotypically a male trait, right? Yeah. Um, Which is fucking great when you're gay. (laughs) But I just just suddenly had this realisation watching it this time going, is this just what happens when you put two men that are appalling daters together and get them to try and have a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. And and no one has anything interesting to say or offer. Maybe it is, Pete. Maybe, Maybe that's it. Some great physical bits in it as well. I mean, I've mentioned the blowing of the bottle top, but Mike jumping over him to answer the phone and Ross's reaction, the sort of, I don't understand what just happened here type thing. It's all good. That's also in my favourite lines from the episode. Mike saying, it's for you, having leapt across him, and then Ross going, I don't understand what just happened here, is such a good bit of comedy. Just all-encompassing, all isn't it? I absolutely love that. Also, we learn in this uh, storyline, one of two things. Either, and I think I know which one it is, and maybe it's both. Either Mike is very vanilla, or Phoebe is such a sexual deviant that Wild. she hasn't even got to the the level of sort of dirtiness she can comfortably express with her partner. You know? Yeah, true. She um she intimates there's still a lot to come. Um. Also, my final point 
Um, Ross not giving Rachel Bill's number. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Uh, it's not. And this comes back to bite him, doesn't it? And ultimately, it leads to Rachel moving out and moving back in with Joey because yeah. when they have that argument later, that's when it all blows up. Poor choices. Poor choice. He has done that in the past, though. Yonks and yonks ago after they first split up and he took a call um, in Monica's apartment and didn't give her the message. It's true. But she never even found out about that one. So he's got form in this. It's not. Yeah, it's it's strangely, weirdly, what didn't chime for me there from a Ross being a jealous sort of a bit of a, a strange man vibe is that would have actually been the perfect opportunity for a jealous man that wants to make a fuss to go to kick off. Of, yeah, I've just had a call from Bill. Who's Bill? What, you know, yeah. like that what feels more in, yeah. weirdly more in keeping with Ross that he'd have sort of called her out on it, you know? I agree. I agree. But there you go. He didn't. And thus, Rachel moves out in the end. The end. Hey, do you want to do a quiz? Yes, I think I do. And we have one, don't we? We do. Uh, we have a quiz from Mark, who has provided uh, five questions as the format dictates. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Why did I put that so weirdly? Anyway. Uh, right, you ready? I'm very ready. Question one. What are the names of Chandler's crazy assistant's cats? Oh, man. He started off with an absolute... One is Jinkies. One is Jinkies. You're quite right. Mittens? Um, Maybe? I can't remember now. Yeah, No idea what the third one is. Uh, Jinkies, Mittens, and Fitzhugh. Fitzhugh? I don't remember that at all. It's very formal. Um, uh, uh. Question two. Which team are the Knicks playing against? The Wizards. Is correct. Mark adds, we'll also accept quizzes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I won't, though, because we're strictly factual here on this podcast. There's no silliness at all. Question three, we've got this nail because I've already mentioned it. What beer are Ross and Mike drinking? Fosters. And uh, Mark is not a fan of Fosters because he put a little vomit emoji next to it. Fair. Uh, question four, how long had Ross and Mike been waiting for the pizza to arrive? Uh, 11 it, minutes. Yes, and then now 12. Uh, it's correct. 11 minutes now, 12. And finally, question five, what does Rachel's grandma smell of? Uh, potatoes. Spuds, innit? So oh, no, hang on. No, she looks like a potato. Oh. She smells of something else. Oh, no. Well, oh, potatoes is, 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 is the answer. Is it? Mark's oh, potatoes is up. the answer. Oh, my Rachel's phone number script. Hang on, I'm going to have to get this up because I don't think she smells Are like... Are you saying that Mark has put an incorrect answer as a correct answer in the quiz? I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to. Spurs, blah, 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 blah. Kind of smells like chicken. Oh. Then, yeah, he has... No sense of personal space. Kind of smells like chicken. Looks like a potato. She looks like a potato. She smells like chicken. Uh, not something anyone ever wants to be said about them, but there you go. Poor old Ida Green. Uh, that's it then. All right. Well, have we done our favourite lines? I've done most of my favourite lines. Pete. Yeah. I did also them, enjoy eye contact. I hope you're using protection. Yeah. Um, and then Chandler's very on the nose, but very funny line still. Your husband's home, so now the sex can stop. Yeah, that is good. Um, do you know what next week's episode is? Um, in many ways, yes. And in other ways, no, actually, yes. It's just a strong yes from me, frankly. You sure? Well, yeah, I, I've talked about this before, but 
I don't check. I don't even think about what next week's episode is until the moment I have to. Well, watch no, it. you will message me saying what's ne- what's this week's episode again. Um, uh, Pete, actually, I don't have to really message you these days because what you do is post it on our Instagram. So I check there, our right? own Instagram to Fine. see to see what the episode is. But tell me anyway. Next week is season six, episode two, the one where Ross hugs Rachel. Okay, and that request comes from Hannah. Hannah, Hannah, Bombana. Um, oh, hey, I oh, think God. we should say, if you want to get Friends of Friends episodes a day early and you want to listen without ads, then you should subscribe on Patreon for a very reasonable price, um, which I can't even remember. It's like but, three pounds something. It's very go. cheap. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash friendspod. And Dave, what you should get with that is some friends with friends exclusives along the way as well. You get yeah. an extra bit at the start of the podcast before we properly start recording. Yeah, this and week it was about five minutes long. Frankly, it's it's it's, it's like twenty percent more. We just leave all the shit in. Um, so please, and you get the correspondence apps every week. Yes, that double. as well. Yeah, double the fun. Um, so you just get loads more friends with friends, which you might say you don't want, and that will be absolutely acceptable. Uh, and also, it. if you don't follow us on Instagram, friends, no, FWF pod on Nailed Instagram. Nailed it. Nailed by, it. The, by the way, final thing, just right, to finish geez. on, Lord I'll let you go in a minute. No, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm, what do you I'm think here. of the new Friends of Friends logo? I really like it. I really like it. Big fan. Purple. Nice. Has it always been purple? Yeah. it's. Uh, it caused, do you know what? Because quite a stir on the old Instagram that did. Do you know what? I got a text from someone saying, I really like the rebrand before I'd seen it. Uh, I mean, all I did was change the colour of the background. No, but you put it on Instagram before I'd read the text in which you'd sent it to me. So I got a message before I'd even been aware of it. I was like, the rebrand? Rebrand of what? What are you talking Mm. about? And then I went and checked and yeah. I took responsibility for that uh, important decision and just did it. <laughs> you've, you've made a good call. I, appro- I approve. Well done. Uh, see you next week. Nice All to be back, best. isn't it? Nice to be back. To be back. Nice. Was that Bruce Forsyth reference? Yes, it was, and I regret it. You don't get enough of those on Friends with Friends, do you? No, you really do. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.